This is AgriPulse Daybreak West for Thursday, February 23rd. Brought to you by Robo AgriFinance. Good morning, I'm Jeff Alley. Here's today's headlines. Water deliveries at 35%. Farm Bill hearings set. And Coalition seeks to leverage numbers and diversity. State and Feds set water allocations at 35%. The Bureau of Reclamation yesterday set the initial allocations for the Central Valley Project, the CVP, at 35% for irrigation contractors south of the Delta. The Department of Water Resources soon after bumped state water projects, the SWP deliveries, up another 5% to match its federal counterpart. Relief? Well, settlement contractors will have full allocations, offering a respite for Sacramento Valley farmers and the ag economy after an unprecedented 14% allocation last year. Reclamation zeroed out south of Delta allocations for the past two years, and in 2019, the last wet year, set them at 35%. The SWP ended that year with 75% allocations. But Reclamation Regional Director Ernest Conant warned the final allocations for the water year really hinge on Lake Shasta. The reservoir is 90% rain-fed and remains below average, putting the CVP on the cusp of a critical year, which would trigger deeper cuts to deliveries. Or it could swing in the opposite direction with just one or two large storms. Comet cautioned it will take some time to recover from three years of record drought. Snow woes? With dry weather over the past month, the snowpack is trending down from a peak of a 205% and now stands at 140% of the April 1 average. Some applause. Irrigation districts and farm groups were excited to see allocation tick up. The Friant Water Authority appreciated Reclamation's confidence in water availability and its early announcement, which will help farmers determine plantings and plan recharge projects. Next, many have not lost sight of the fact that upgrading infrastructure and adding more regulatory flexibility would have allowed the projects to capture more water. I cannot help but wonder how much higher this allocation could have been with the ability to capture more water during the wet periods. That Ian LeMay, president of the California Fresh Fruit Association. Republican Representative David Valadeo of Fresno argued users have paid for the water and we must ensure these allocations are not reduced as the water year progresses. Climate Reality Farmers uh, celebrating for receiving just a third of their water allocation signals, a new era in water management. The last time the SWP had 100% allocations was 2006. That before litigation over endangered species forever changed the Delta regulatory paradigm. Drought actions. The state water board, meanwhile, has approved an emergency petition that allows state and federal agencies to preserve more water and reservoirs over the next two months. 
This is the third consecutive year the agencies have used an emergency regulation to override endangered species regulations, stoking consistent anger among environmental groups. Vilsack kicks off 2023 Outlook. USDA's popular annual Ag Outlook Forum is back in person this year as well as online. USDA Chief Economist Seth Meyer gives the department's latest forecast for the farm economy. And Agriculture Secretary Tom Vilsack delivers the keynote address for the conference, which will have a heavy focus on trade and climate issues. You can follow AgriPulse.com for conference developments. Have your say. Senate Ag seeking Farm Bill comments. Leaders of the Senate Agriculture Committee have opened up an online portal to compile public comments on what should and should not be in the next Farm Bill. Every Farm Bill impacts a vast array of industries and stakeholders at the center of our country's agriculture economy, rural communities, and efforts to support vulnerable Americans. That's the word of Committee Chairwoman Debbie Stabenow of Michigan and Ranking Republican John Bozeman of Arkansas in a joint statement. Now, looking ahead, the House Agriculture Committee has scheduled its first Farm Bill hearing inside the Beltway for this year, coming up Tuesday. It's entitled, Uncertainty, Inflation, Regulations, Challenges for American Agriculture. Senate Ag has a hearing set for next Wednesday on conservation programs. We'll have more AgriPulse Daybreak West after this. When you work with Robo AgriFinance, you get the global knowledge and financial strength of one of the world's largest and most innovative food and ag lenders, tools essential to realizing your aspirations. Discover how an unmatched network of local and sector experts can help you confront agriculture's challenges and seize the opportunities that lie ahead. Learn more and contact us at www.roboag.com. Creating value, connecting vision. Robo AgriFinance. Welcome back to AgriPulse Daybreak West. Ag conservation groups look for more success on the Hill. A coalition of ag and conservation groups that's had some notable success in getting new funding and legal authority for expanding climate-related farming practices is out with 109 policy recommendations for the next Farm Bill. At a Capitol Hill launch event yesterday, American Farm Bureau Federation President Zippy Duvall says the Food and Agriculture Climate Alliance was successful in getting ideas included in the Growing Climate Solutions and Sustains bills passed late last year, as well as in the USDA's Partnerships for Climate Smart Commodities Initiative. Why it matters? Well, while each of the groups have their own Farm Bill priorities, Duvall said FACA recommendations show broad support for policy measures in six broad areas. Conservation, risk management and credit, energy, food waste, forestry, livestock and dairy, and research extension and innovation. Elizabeth Gore, Senior Vice President for Political Affairs at the Environmental Defense Fund, said the unusual collaboration provides real power and leverage. I think that when we have a coalition like this that brings the environmental community and the ag community together, it really creates a foundation for the committee to build a bill that can be both bipartisan and durable, she said. By the way, 
The alliance hasn't put a cost estimate on its recommendations, but lobbyist Randy Russell says many of them don't require new legislation. You can read our full report at agripulse.com. Another day, another WOTUS lawsuit. Chambers challenged Biden rule. The Biden administration's Waters of the U.S. rule continues to attract lawsuits. The latest was filed yesterday by the Kentucky Chamber of Commerce, joined by the U.S. Chamber of Commerce and other plaintiffs. Filed in federal court in Kentucky, the lawsuit says the rule, quote, far exceeds the legal bounds of the Clean Water Act and undermines the basic role of the states in our federal system of government. The American Farm Bureau Federation, the Cattlemen's Beef Association, and 15 other groups sued in Texas in January. That case was consolidated with another lawsuit filed by the state of Texas, and 24 states also have challenged the rule in a case filed in North Dakota. Now, keep in mind, legal action is likely to be delayed while EPA and the Army Corps of Engineers examine the yet-to-be-released opinion from the Supreme Court in the Sackett case, which was argued in October. Now, the court released three opinions yesterday, but Sackett was not among them. The court has not indicated when it would next issue opinions. EPA seeks comments on renewed sulfoxifor application. EPA is asking for comments on a new application to use sulfoxiflor in compliance with a court order that also required the agency to assess the chemical's effect on endangered species. In December, the Ninth Circuit Court of Appeals agreed with the Center for Food Safety and Center for Biological Diversity that EPA should have sought public comment on request to expand the number of crops where sulfoxiflor could be applied. The court, however, also declined to vacate the chemical's registration. Today's Federal Register notice opens a 60-day comment period on an application from Corteva AgriScience to use the chemical on citrus, cotton, cucurbits, soybeans, and strawberries and remove restrictions from a variety of other crops. Well, here's today's He Said It. I'm basically being yelled at by all kinds of different perspectives. That Fish and Wildlife Director Chuck Bonham describing outcry from lawmakers that his department is overly protective of Delta fish, while environmental groups argue the department is killing fish. Well, that's Daybreak West for this Thursday, February 23rd. Brought to you by Bravo AgriFinance. For the latest news out of Washington, D.C., visit AgriPulse.com. For AgriPulse Daybreak West, I'm Jeff Alley.